welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello loves, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are. And if you're not, it's okay. It's okay. Just take a deep breath. Feel that air coming into the body, nourishing the body, and then exhale to release. So if anything, that moment of breath can offer some cleansing to your mind, to your body, to your spirit, even for just that moment. And that can set you on a path of a fantastic day. Um, Because, you know, just because your day might start off not so great doesn't mean that it will dictate the tone of your entire day, right? So let's remember every moment is new, every moment is different, and we can choose how to shift those moments if we need to, if we need to, okay? So Hello, hello. I am here again with you for a new episode. And today I'm going to start something a little different, start the episode a little differently. I have um, a new set of Oracle cards, which I'm so excited about. Uh, And I picked this up in Colorado. Uh, I was out visiting a friend. Uh, Her name is Claire Boyles. Hello, Claire, if you are listening. Loved spending time with you and visiting with you. Um, And so we were walking around town one day and came up across this wonderful store that was like, I don't know, it was a new store that Claire didn't know about. And it, um, it was almost like it just appeared and it was like my kind of store. It had crystals, it had magic lanterns of stars, like these paper stars where you can put light bulbs in and they glow from the inside out. It's beautiful stuff. Um, And so I got a new deck, a new Oracle deck, which I am happy to get to know. And I thought I would start today's episode with that. This is uh, a deck by Kyle Gray. It's called Angels and Ancestors. And the artwork is by Lily Moses. And if you have a chance to check out this deck, even if you just, you know, Google it, um, just take a look at the artwork. It is so beautiful. And for me, that is what speaks to me as far as choosing a deck. It, it's all about the artwork. Um, and so, yeah, that that's, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to draw a card. And by drawing a card, I, I want to um, call forth maybe some guidance on what today's topic will be. I have an idea, but I'd like just to start with something. So we will see what the cards have to say which card wants to come forward. And today we've got autumn. Yeah. So for those who are watching the video on YouTube, here's the card, autumn, releasing the old and rest. 
So it's a picture of, I believe to be a crow, could be a raven, um, and some autumn leaves. And that feels very appropriate given that the new moon at the end of this week is also a solar eclipse. And with eclipses, it is a powerful portal for transformation, for releasing the things that are no longer useful to us, the things we've outgrown, and creating space to invite the new things that we so desire. So let me read the guidebook on what it says about autumn as our oracle card to start the episode. The message here is release all the pressure and expectation weighing you down. Hmm. Shed it all so that you can recover before moving into a time of renewal. Ooh, that feels really in line with what messages I had been sending out on social media last week um, about releasing expectations, especially when it comes to this holiday season. Um, a lot of us have expectations about what we want to happen, what usually happens, quote unquote, what the traditions are. There's nothing wrong with traditions, but I think when I say traditions, I don't mean traditions. I mean more patterns, you know, like we see the habits of people and what they do um, when holiday comes around, you know, I, I, an example I gave was like, you know, Aunt Sally's pie is dry every year. Like she makes an apple pie, doesn't know how to make it. And the crust is super dry and not tasty at all. It tastes like cardboard. Um, and so we come to expect that. And what happens when one year she finds a new recipe and, and makes it like the most fantastic apple pie you ever had, right? But how could you be open to that if you're still hanging on to the old idea of cardboard flavored apple pie, right? So, um, so here's a little bit more about what the guidebook is saying. Autumn is when the trees are preparing for the long cold winter and must let go of all the weight they are carrying in order to continue to grow and prosper. Sometimes you too just have to surrender an aspect of yourself in order to continue to grow and prosper. The raven, aha, it is a raven, on the autumn card shows that there is an opportunity to heal at this time. In Celtic animal medicine, the raven is the bird of healing and initiation. Ooh, you're kidding. I mean, no kidding. <laughs> the healing it brings is a shift that allows you to move into a more powerful psychic space where you can be more aware of your needs and desires and be better supported. So the extended message is this. You know what is heavy, what is holding you back. Is it a person, a situation, a dream? Like the trees letting go of their leaves and fruit in the autumn, it's time to let it go. When you hold on, you try to control reality and that never works. When you let go, you make space for the new to enter your life. You are being guided by your angels and nature herself to release whatever is stopping you from moving forward. And you can do this. When the autumn card arrives in the future position of a spread or as the last card in a reading, it can also indicate that the coming autumn will usher in important energies with regard to your question or intentions. Well, that last part doesn't really relate to us because we didn't ask a question, but the idea is to release, to create space for the things that um, want to come in, for the blessings that we need, for the growth that we want, um, but we can't do that if we are all clogged up with the junk of yesterday, with the 
clutter of the things that we don't need anymore, the things that don't light us up anymore. And so as we move into the eclipse season, well, we are in the season, but the eclipse is at the end of the week and it's the last uh, eclipse out of the past year and a half, which they call it the season eclipse season of um, eclipses in Sagittarius. So um, I'm not too well-versed in astrology. I am just sharing my um, information that I've gathered from various astrologers and their sources um, and find it so fascinating to see where we've been since Janu- uh, sorry, June of 2020 and how much has changed and shifted in the last 18 months. And with this final eclipse coming at the end of the week, it is the final chapter. It is the final push to release all of the the last threads of the things that we're hanging on to, of the old selves, the old habits, the stuff that really doesn't serve us anymore. It just holds us back. It weighs us down. It's dead weight. So I invite you, as this card has come forward, to consider what is holding you back. Don't, you know, fear, of course, that's always there. Fear is always there. But there is something behind the fear. There is something inside of the fear. And what is the source of that fear? Is it the unfamiliar? Is it the unknown? Is it the releasing of what is known? You know, often we have this narrative of like, yes, I want to leap into the unknown. You know, just like the the song from Frozen 2 that, that Elsa sings, Into the Unknown, right? We want to do that. But do we want to, are we willing to release the old identities that we're comfortable with, that we're familiar with? that feel like cozy blankets? Are we willing to throw those off of us so that we can step into the higher versions of ourselves, into the newer versions of ourselves that feel better for us, that serve our highest good, that light us up from within? It's not easy. It's not easy. Sometimes we want to hold on to the old identities and think we can straddle both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, we can still be us, you know, the old people pleaser or the the perfectionist while going for the new thing. That's what we like to believe because it's safe, right? We've got one foot in familiar territory. We've got another foot stepping out into the unknown, into the, the fog. You can't see what's through the fog as you take that step forward. So so imagine this, right? You're you're standing on the ground. And there's, there's a wall of fog in front of you and you know, you want to go forward because you, you feel called forward. You feel that there's something in that fog on the other side of the fog that lights you up, that feels so good inside. Like you can just sense it. Like you've got the high vibration going. You're like, yes, I want to go in there, but I don't know what's in there. It's scary. I don't. I'm just, okay, I'm going to put my toe in, you know, like, so you lift, you got your, your left foot planted right in the familiar self in the, in the ground that you can see, it feels comfortable. And then you lift up your right leg and you start to extend that right leg into the fog. And you don't know if there's ground over there, right? You're sort of like feeling around your right legs moving around. (laughs) 
And you're like, all right, there's no ground there. Like you tap, tap, and there's like a big gap. And then you have this feeling, this sense, like you need to take a leap, like a literal leap over. There's like this, this gap between the comfortable ground that you can see and that place that you're being called to, right? So you are being called to leap, like physically leap. So if you need to leap, you can't do that by grounding your left foot in the familiar territory, right? You can't be the people pleaser or the perfectionist or what other version of yourself you'd like to let go. You can't be that thing while also trying to reach for the new thing. It's not physically possible. I mean, mentally, maybe like, yeah, I can do that, you know, but the universe is like, uh uh-uh, girl, you got to decide, right? And so will you take the leap and how can you support yourself in doing that? Well, first, you know, coming back to that autumn card, that oracle card of autumn with the raven, think about what needs to be let go, what needs to be released. You know, maybe your right, your left foot is rooted into the earth. And what you need to release is that shoe that your foot is in, because that shoe is actually a cement block, (laughs) right? Imagine trying to take a leap and your shoe is a cement, your left shoe is a cement block and your right leg is like, uh, we're not going anywhere. So undo the laces, step out of that cement shoe and see how it feels. You know, just wiggle the toes, shake out the left leg, be like, oh, this feels light, right? Can you let that go? You know, there's this analogy that one of my teachers gives um, about letting go and inviting the new. It's like, you wanna get a new car, right? You have a one car garage, you wanna get a new car and you're very excited about this new car. But you know, with new cars, you wanna keep it as protected as possible. So you wanna park it in the garage. How can you park it in the garage if the old car is there, right? So it's time to get rid of the old car. It's time to sell it to somebody who needs a car, donate it to somebody who needs a car. There are lots of charities that accept cars, spiritual cars. but you need to empty the garage. The point is you need to let go of the old car to create space for the new car. And so that's what I invite you to do as we move into the holiday season, as we move through the end of 2021. What can you let go so that you can create more space as we move into the next chapter, as we move into the new year? You know, with this eclipse, it's a, it's a symbol, a, a marker for the end of this chapter, this 18-month chapter of upheavals, deep changes, life transformations, all kinds of things. All kinds of things have been happening for everybody. I mean, really difficult, intense experiences. And I, I sense just from the collective that there's a lot of growing. There's a lot of evolution that's happening. And we are coming to the close of that potent energy, that magnified shifting and upheaval 
of our lives. And so the new chapter will begin. So ask yourself, what else needs to be let go of? What expectations can I release? As we move into holiday time, it's so easy for us to get caught up in the celebration of it, in the commercialization of it. Can we slow down? Can we take deep breaths? Can we come back to ourselves? You know, I was reading um, an interview, well, not so much an interview, just an article about Adele. <laughs> yes, I too follow pop culture, don't worry. And, you know, Taylor Swift and all the things. I mean, I don't talk about it on this podcast normally, but today I'm like, hey, why not? <laughs> but this article I read about Adele, you know, she's, she's a very private person and, you know, she, she went through a divorce and I saw one of the quotes that she had said when talking a bit, you know, just at the bare minimum about the divorce. And she was saying that she was tired of being somebody who she wasn't and that it was time for her to choose herself. And I was like, that is a really powerful message for a lot of people to hear. You know, I know this message. I choose myself as much as I can. You know, I don't say, I don't want to say all the time because that would be a lie because sometimes the old me or the ego, sometimes they're both one and the same, um, get the louder voice. You know, there's the, the call for safety. Okay. We want to be our old selves because it's, it's safer. But for the most part, I try to, to choose myself first. And that's not a selfish thing. That is a self-love thing. It is also a self-preservation thing. Because if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't put yourself first, then nothing, no one's going to do it. You know what I mean? Then, then what's going to happen to you? You know, there might be people who care for you, might be people who will take care of you you know, but that care is not the same as you caring for yourself. Because once you choose yourself and once you understand your inherent value, then that is the inner light that radiates out. Then that becomes the example that everyone can see and they will be inspired by you and want to take care of themselves and elevate themselves. And then there's that ripple effect, right? That's that ripple effect. And I talk about this all the time. When we choose ourselves, not in a selfish way, you know, cause there is, there is a nuance to it. You know, there are people who choose themselves in selfish ways that I'm like, mm, I don't want nothing to do with you, you know? And you can tell right away, like it's the energy, it's their vibe, it's the intention right? Intention is everything. When people choose themselves out of selfishness, that's something different entirely. That's not what I'm talking about. When you choose yourself because you love yourself enough to care for yourself, to ensure that you are preserved, that you survive, that you thrive, that is what I'm talking about. When you choose to just be the better 
version of yourself, the best version of yourself, because you're the only one in charge of what goes on on the inside, right? When you can choose you first, that is when the radiance comes out. And that's when the ripple effect happens and everyone else might say, hey, I want what she's having. <laughs> I want that, that magic potion that she's drinking because whatever it is, it's brilliant, it's radiant, I want that. And so I'll tell you the secret, it's choosing yourself. And it's not choosing yourself over people. It's just putting yourself first so that you are 100%, 110%, 150%, so that you are in a, in a strong, sturdy place so that you can then serve others, so that you can then be of help, of assistance, of support to others. You know, I mean, the cliche is that oxygen mask on the plane, right? Put your own oxygen mask on first before assisting others. So if you're good, then you are in an excellent condition, excellent place to be of service to others. Because really that is what we are called to do. As human beings, we are a communal species. We thrive in community with each other. I mean, when the pandemic started, we all had to go into quarantine and shut down. A lot of people freaked out. I mean, yeah, the introverts were like, yay, <laughs> introverts unite, <laughs> right? But that could only go for so long. Even the introverts, I'm an extroverted introvert, just for the record. Um, but that can only last for so long. You know, I need to talk to people. And I know that when I am by myself past that threshold of comfort, it's not good. It's not good. So as humans, even if we claim to be introverts and we like hermiting and things like that, there's still this innate desire to connect and be in community with other people. And so it's up to us to continue to create those connections and those bonds so that we all can thrive. And we do that by caring for ourselves. I know, maybe this is confusing, maybe this doesn't make sense, but trust me, I have been there, I have done that, I've done the, I'm gonna not talk to anybody mode. I'm this brooding artist type. I don't know, did I ever do that? Maybe I'm lying, <laughs> maybe I'm making it, maybe I dream that. I don't think I could ever do that. <laughs> But, I, but I've seen people try to do that. You know, they're like this mysterious artist who closes themselves up in a studio never to be seen again kind of thing. Those people, they have closed head centers when it comes to their human design. So they can do that. Me, I got an open head center and I need people to generate inspiration, new ideas and things like that. Um, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about, as far as human design goes, drop me a note and I will break it down to you. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. Or you can Google it um, because it's such an amazing tool to get a sense of where your strengths are energetically speaking and how you can use them to amplify with ease the, the work that you do. When I say work, I don't necessarily mean like a job. You know, I just mean your work as a human being, right? And I know I keep thinking about this other alternative word for work, and I still haven't come up with one yet, but I am still thinking about it. So 
I'm talking about the things that we do as humans, you know, caring for each other, loving each other, looking out for each other, feeding each other, all those things. And so it is important for us to know that we are here for each other, that we can be of service to each other. And sometimes human design works as a nice little key into how you can best do that. Um, so many tools. I have so many tools I want to share with all of you, <laughs> but can't do that on a podcast. Can I, I mean, maybe I could, but it, it would feel very one-sided. I would need to have interaction with folks. So if you are interested in doing something like that, where we just like come together and like, I just throw a bunch of tools at you and we all like gather and create magic and stuff. Let me know. We'll do it. It'll be fun. Um, but anyway, so I just want to call to attention the shifting of the tides. The Oracle card, you know, never lies, comes at the perfect time every time. And so we are at this threshold of transition. Ask yourself, what can you let go? It could be something small. You know, this morning I was just talking, I taught yoga and I was talking to a few students of mine and, um, I gave them a small example. I said, you know, what I might want to let go of is eating potato chips. <laughs> like, I think I would like to eat less potato chips for whatever reason. I've been eating more potato chips. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just need more salt. I got this salt craving who knows, but what I would like to release is the craving for Ruffles potato chips. For example, that's a small thing. The big thing for me would be to release as I continue to release over and over and over again, the people pleaser in me, the perfectionist in me, it's, it's, you know, I'm aware of those versions of me and I let go of them every eclipse we'll say, <laughs> but there, you know, it's, it's a lot of years and decades of conditioning that I need to undo you know, these modes, the people pleaser and the perfectionist, those were instilled in my early childhood, right when my subconscious was forming between the age of birth and seven years old. So that's some, some deep stuff I got to work through and release. And in the meantime, I can transmute that energy into something more helpful, you know, so like the people pleaser in me could tone it down a little bit and just be a kind hostess who is of service and say, Hey, would you like some hot chocolate? For example, you know, not like, Oh, let me get you some hot chocolate because I want to please you because you're crying right now. So here, have some hot chocolate. You know, there is nuance in all things. So see if you can practice that as you look at the things you need to release and let go. And then once you've done that, once you've cleared that space, then you can call in the things that your heart desires, the things that your heart is saying, yes, this is what I want for my life. This is what brings me joy. This is what lights me up. And maybe those things will come in. <laughs> anyway, that is my rumination for today's episode. Um, this episode is a little bit different because it is going to be the last episode of the year. 
I am going to use the next few weeks to rest, as y'all should do, to recharge, to prep for a stellar 2022. 2022. Yeah. <laughs> that was a funny little pause. And I need the space to do that. And so our podcast is going to take a little vacation for a few weeks um, while we rest, while we recalibrate, recharge, clear some space, allow for some new blessings, new inspiration to come in and flow in and do a little prep work so that when January rolls around, you will be dazzled like none other. I'm telling you, that is my intention. So on that note, friends, I hope y'all have a fantastic holiday, no matter what holiday it is. Enjoy the celebration of being alive, of being here in the moment, of having hearing, because you can hear me on the podcast, or the gift of sight, because you can see me on YouTube with closed captioning. But just to be grateful that you are here. I'm so grateful that you're here. And I wish you peace. I wish you joy. And if you experience stress, allow it to just roll through you. Allow it to complete its full cycle. Think of the ducks, how they just let the water roll off their back and they shake their feathers to really release that stressful energy. So see if you can do that. If you have to shake your feathers in the middle of Target, go ahead, do it. You'll feel better. People will look at you weird, <laughs> but just do it. Just shake it, shake it off. And if you need to play Taylor Swift, shake it off. My favorite song to just get it all out. Um, but if you need more assistance, more support, more help with dealing with stress from the holidays of any kind, reach out to me and we'll see what we can do. I can offer meditation. I can offer deep healing sessions, some sound healing, some breath work. I got all kinds of tricks up my sleeve, just like a good witch. <laughs> all right, my friends, I wish you all the best and join us January. Let's see. What's the date on that Wednesday? One, two, three, four, five, January 5th. <laughs> You'd think I'd have that date ready. But let us say peace to all, light to all, love to all. And until January 5th, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Namaste, my friends. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos, by signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to suryagiyan.com slash subscribe.